Welcome to the Tales of the Hot Mess Mobs, the podcast. Where life gets messy, but so do they. Aw, shit. Welcome. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. This is the Tales of Hot Mess Moms. On a hot mess Monday, I'm sure. Yes. If it's, if it's not, you're living in a perfect world today. And then it's bullshit. Or if it's not Monday that you're listening to, then yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> we hope your day is not a super hot mess. Right. <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready today? Like, this is this is going to be a doozy. I'm ready and then I'm not ready, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, I think you this can is, tell the spirits immediately. Like, this everybody's is going like, to be hard. Burr. Well, and you know, when we first decided to do this case, I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be great. This is going to be easy because we, we, Lindsay and I knew the victim of this case. We also knew one of the perpetrators of the case. Um, it was local to us. So it was like, how hard could this really be to sit? Mm-hmm. Oh if you my guys God, forgot I from last in- week, we're doing an episode today yes. on a um, murder. This is our true crime episode. This is the true crime. This is true yes. time of the... It's that time, time of the time. month. Crime time. time of the month. Wow, yes. we slaughtered this first. No, right? <laughs> like, it happens. Anyways, um, well, it's because it's just such a good story. We want to get into it. So. Yes. And it's, but it's a roller coaster. Like, I mean, and it's, it's hard because honestly, there was, a, there was justice. People went to jail for this case, but it wasn't always the same amount of closure because there are still unknowns that we'll never know. Yeah. Well, and I don't know hardly anything about this, and that's why it's going to be awesome. And there, you can't find a whole lot because it is local, and it's not something that I, you know, nobody nobody chose to t- take just, off with it, I you've guess. You've got to look in the right yeah. places because well, I'll I be real. Like, I've got like 19 different pages pulled up of oh, all the different articles. All my articles <laughs> were from the St. George News or the Cedar City Letter. Like Those aren't going to have information, information. Like You mm-hmm. can't find any back web. You can't find any podcasts on this. Like you, yes. you can't find any... I believe we're the first podcast to even cover this. But that's what I'm saying. The news, we are. But it's yeah. St. Saint George News, and they don't they sugarcoat things. So I'm saying it's yes. it's it's, mm-hmm. it's one of those for me like I couldn't dive deep and find in well I don't dive deep but it wasn't just apparent what the what's going to happen. Right. So like I don't know hardly anything about this. I know what the general. Oh, um, and we dove deep. So, Lindsay and yes. I sat and met with um so this is the story of David Heisler. Um Lindsay and I did sit down with his it, we're going to call her, her his mom for this story cuz she's his stepmom but She's his mom. Mm-hmm. She's his mom. Yeah, she's his mom. Like, I've only ever known Debbie as his mom, so there's yeah. that. Um, and, God, we were with Debbie for over an hour, and it was just learning the depths of some of the situations that had happened. And things that just weren't talked about, that, that, that people just didn't yeah. like put out there. Completely overlooked. That, and that was the other thing I was going to say with my thing is, I think already from what the little bit I know, this might be one too where it's like, how how the fuck did it get to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like something should have stopped. Something could have, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, we'll see, we'll see. Okay, and well, and... It's going to be an all around one. Okay, I'm going to tell you the story and then... I'm going to tell you one of the first questions I wrote down that I wanted to ask Debbie because it was something that I could not find in any article, but be because I knew Kelly, the one of the perpet- one of the three perpetrators, because I knew her, mm-hmm. it was like, I had one question for, her and the answer I got was not was what I was expecting. Cool. 
which mm-hmm. is... I mean, I'm excited, but I'm not. This is very sad. But which also... Sad. <laughs> well, and that one question right there, we'll get to it and you'll understand why, to me, it's so relevant, is because it's like one of those situations where you don't think it happens like that. Yeah, yeah and you don't think it, also, this would have happened. Also, this coincides with, you know, our what we talked about last episode, mm-hmm. the for, October for this um, awareness, the we, domestic violence awareness. Um, and we just want to put it out there that men can be victims too. Yep. Mm. So they can 100%. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And we did talk a little bit about that. Like uh-huh. it could just be anybody and it can be verbal, physical, mental, and right. it can be at all for just a human being being treated like that by another human being. It doesn't mm-hmm. fucking matter what's between your legs. So, well, I guess, uh, well, I, yeah, no. And I guess the main point, because there's a couple of backstories and previous stories yeah. mm-hmm. that we'll get into, but they show that women can be the instigator. Mm-hmm. And it's just not reported by the mills. That's the it's thing. Not we don't reported have statistics as often. because it's not as reported as yep. often. So they have a, a percentage of women, you know, every, what was it? Every nine seconds they said it was something like yeah. that. And then men, it's one in four. Cause that's as much as they have statistic wise. Yep. Anyway. So it does happen. Right. Unfortunately. Um, do you so do I knew the victim. Lindsay knew the victim. Mm-hmm. We knew one of the three perpetrators. Um, like all my notes, we've already gone through everything. I love it. Um, so I'm going to tell you the timeline of kind of how things played out for the public and as the public learned it. And we'll insert bits and pieces that we learned from Debbie and we'll let you know what that was and all that. But it's the story. I mean, it was fast, but not fast. But, you know, you'll see. It's um, I really feel like this story started on June 13th. And I, f- oh, disclaimer, this is going to be rough, guys. Yeah, this is um, a rough one. We're not going to get into graphic super warning. detail, super yeah. detail, but there is some graphic trigger things warnings. in there, trigger warnings, like for um, sure. so. not just about domestic violence, um, just... trigger warnings for child abuse, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, trigger warnings, thing, there are a couple, yeah, custody issues. Uh, trigger warning for mad rage when you hear one of the child abuse stories and please don't throw just your phone violence or, all around it's just yes it's all around, it's so. kind of a rough it's, it's kind brutal. of a doozy um but we'll keep it totally we won't yeah we won't dive too it's gonna be awesome depth, yes but we're you'll, gonna get into you'll that. get the picture yeah. of everything so um june 13th of 2016 was for david a day that he had waited years for. It was the final custody hearing with Kelly over the custody of their daughter, Mariah. Say, Kelly. Say, who's Kelly? Yeah. <laughs> Kelly is the mother of David's daughter, okay. Mariah. That's... She was six at this time in 2016. So she is older now. Um, she's, I love Mariah. She's, she's adorable. beautiful. She's, she's going to do some things in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, David was awarded full custody. Kelly had had prior custody of Mariah, lost custody. Like full custody or they were just... It was kind of, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But... It was a gnarly battle back and forth, though. Oh, I can imagine. Their entire custody battle is two or three episodes in itself. So we're not going to get too much into theirs other than... How long was that? Do you guys know? When did it start? Like her two years old? I mean, was it years and years? It was quite a few years. I do know that David had had temporary full custody for at least two years prior to this date. And she was six when this date happened. mm -hmm. Okay. Because David's mother, Debbie, 
was the person, Kelly, at that time for two years only got supervised visits. So it seems like it went back and forth just in the beginning of that child's life between who has what and who's able to see and who's not. They were together for the first, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. So for two years, Debbie, for two years prior to June. 13. Yes. Debbie did the supervised visits. She was the one who had to be at every visit that Kelly got with Mariah. Um, David fought that fight. He knew he needed to give Mariah a good life and Mm -hmm. he was doing everything he needed to do to make it happen. And he did. He was awarded that custody. Full full custody. Full Full custody. custody. And Kelly was still only getting supervised visitation. And I think it was one visit at the time, but they. Mm It was like settled on giving her mm-hmm. two, yeah. like two, three hour visits a week. Mm-hmm. And honestly, in my opinion, and you'll learn why later, that was too much. Was Kelly just, did no, not deserve well, to have I was children. Just say, the unfortunate thing in some of these stories, my best friend went through this hardcore with a psychotic sexual predator who happened to be a father of her son. And she had had a daughter through somebody. Anyways, the things that she had to go through afterwards, because legally he still had rights to see his child, mm-hmm. was out of my fucking like. I am surprised this her story didn't turn out to be something so tragic because it was awful. And the thing and she had to meet at a police station or with a police officer. She yeah. asked to have a police officer be on site. Anyways, it, yeah, it breaks my heart. Breaks my heart how it's just all backwards. So anyways. no, Kelly, Kelly never should have had her kids. There and but on that day. That was the day that for six years he's it would been change waiting everything for. After no, that day. well, oh, and it's <laughs> and and I'm not gonna go into too much detail about it just because Debbie did describe how court went down that day, and as the judge was getting ready to hand out his sentence, the power went out. But the backup generators uh, still had the... I know, full body chills uh, already. Yeah, I, the uh, backup generators... You guys are jumping to the trial. No, to, this is no. the custody trial. Oh, custody one. Okay. At okay. the custody okay. trial. Oh, yeah. Yes. As it's the judge was chill. delivering his... This is how custody oh, is so going okay, to be. Senate, yeah, I get what you mean. Sorry, I went sentencing. I'm like, wait, what? The power went out. <laughs> but the machines and everything like the recorder was still able to record course, they were still on, on record mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the so, prosecuting attorney or the attorney no it was david's lawyer right? david's custody lawyer had been recording yes. too on every well, no, battery he had overheard something oh okay no that was <laughs> sorry Kate, we'll, okay we'll, 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 so the judge is reading the this is how custody is going to be kelly's lawyer had quit because she had for I think she, Debbie had said like three years she had never paid a dime, and her lawyer finally said no. So she wasn't and there. He was at learning the things. He about was learning. Yeah, too. that he was were like, like no, he wasn't there. That. No, so, no, so he, he quit. She was representing herself okay. with her boyfriend there with her, okay. Francis. Okay. Um, there were Debbie and David and their lawyer and David's dad, and there were a couple other people. I'm not sure, but I do know that a probation officer who had been in charge of Kelly while she, because she's got a criminal past we're not even going to get into, of, you know, drug possession, this, that, these, them, those, all relatively minor things, but it's, the yeah. list is a mile long. Um, so the power goes out. The judge, you know, David gets full custody. Kelly breaks down crying. And her boyfriend is overheard saying... I will fix this. And this is once the, because he just kept reading when the power went out. Right. So it is He dark. said, we're still on record, and he right? he just keeps and going and keeps going. Yeah. And he and continued to proceed. The lawyer 
hears this? No, the oh. probation officer who was in the courtroom heard, heard him say this. Francis and he said, this. this is not right. Like, and Debbie was told, okay. Um, that should have been assigned to the court. Like somebody, it should have been made clear that that's what he said. And I'm not exactly sure if that phrase was caught on record. I'm assuming it wasn't because that probation officer probably went, if it's not somewhere that's going to back me up, I'm not going right. to probably get involved yeah. and say something because everybody will say shit like this. People will be like, oh, you're it's fucking on. Or, you know, a speeding ticket. Oh, judge. You know what I mean? Like, people will say things as a custody value. He said but it. he probably learned for the rest of his life that you hear something, see something, you're going to fucking say something mm-hmm. no matter what it is. Oh, and sorry. it continues. Oh, yeah, it continues sorry, sorry. for sure. Okay. okay, so this is where we go to June 27th. And that's at two. A couple thir- days later? Sorry, like a week uh, later? About was, two weeks okay, later. Okay, two weeks later after the custody. Okay. Yeah, so about two weeks later, um, 2.30 in the afternoon, David's dad gets home from work. He leaves for work really early in the morning, like 3.30 in the morning. Sounds like my husband. Um, <laughs> and it took him a little bit, a little bit, but he started to notice that there were a couple things missing from the house. I mean, David wasn't home, but that wasn't unnormal. His car wasn't there, you know. Mm-hmm. But then he found David's shoes. And he found some rope. Did David work at this time? Like when he had been yes, at work? He, uh, it was possible. Or... But he might have had the day off if he, he did work. Okay. He was at home. He took the days off so that he could be home. His mom okay. and Mariah had been in New York. So that's what I mean. The dad didn't know. Like he, he wouldn't have been at work. So it was just kind of like. Yeah. He could have been I out think, with his no, friends. I think I remember De- Debbie telling you that he took those days, days off. So that he would be home when, when Debbie and Mariah. Because they were in New York. They were in New York. So it took him a while. But then he like found a roll of tape that wasn't. A roll of tape that they had in their house. Like and just then he f- out? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he found um, a, some droplets of blood. Mm-hmm. And, like, I asked Debbie about those droplets, and it was, like, it was described, like, if you were to, like, get punched in the face. Like on a wall or something? On the ground. Oh, okay. So a couple of droplets, like, if you were bleeding from yeah, the nose or whatever. straight down because that's There wasn't that mass works. amounts of blood. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and this is... You know, it was like if you got punched and, you know, you went to the sink or whatever. Um, they were found on the ground. This is at f- about 4.05 when he realizes he needs to report David mm-hmm. missing. He mm-hmm. finds his shoes still yeah, at home like saying, and that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about 4.05. That's when David's dad also calls Debbie and says, hey, listen, David's missing. Um, I'll add in that note. It was at that moment David Debbie knew something was wrong. Like she knew mm-hmm. something well, I mean, two weeks. After, no, no. Uh, she, like she said herself. when she got that call, she knew after everything they had dealt with over the mm-hmm. years, she, Ex- yeah, this wasn't knew. just a, yeah, she knew in her heart, something bad had happened to David. Um, the Santa Clara Ivins police department is who was contacted cause they lived in Santa Clara. Woo woo, that's my city. Yeah. Um, <laughs> these girls live in St. George. No, I'm just kidding. They live right down the street. No, I know. Right? <laughs> like, if we're less than a mile from here. Be quiet. No, um, a, a stone rock separates us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now we're to June 27th and June 28th. Um, that's when the police notify the public that David's missing. That's when David's family and friends, mm-hmm. 
literally flood everything. There were flyers everywhere. You couldn't get on any amount of social media without and seeing his missing persons folder. The police took this right away, even though he was an adult, because of everything that had been happening. You know how sometimes no. adults, like you're reporting missing no. and they don't, they're like, oh, we still got to. No. Oh. Well, they still came and processed the house. I've they, got you. It was, they processed the house. Yeah. Family but and friends that are putting out all this stuff technically. They could see that. His shoes were there. There is blood. That while it, there's not outward signs of a struggle, there are things missing his car's from the missing, house. Which you don't know where that is either. So he could be with. Yeah, yeah. So right. they can't really do too much as a police. Okay. But it spread like wildfire. Yeah. yeah. David was missing, mm -hmm. and we needed to be out there looking for him. Um, July third is when the first mass search of like an open area around us. Like, let's see Happened. if this is where mm -hmm. he's at. Um, it was a top priority. It was really hot that week. We hit triple digits. We hit over 110 degrees on three different days. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> he like was missing summer. with no shoes. Yeah. Who knew where he was at? Okay. Yeah. So this is what we're learning as the public. Um, and now it's been weeks. No. Or I'm excuse me. A couple it's days. It's been about a, about a week. Yeah. Sorry. Almost. Yes. Um, Which, yeah. On July 5th, police finally formally interview Kelly um, and Francis. Just to kind of see. Well, they finally formal, formally interview him because they now know that on the morning David went missing, David and Kelly had been texting. Oh. Um, they knew that Kelly was supposed to be going to David's house. Well, Debbie had even said that as soon as the police asked her, who do you think could have yeah. done this? She, she immediately said, said Kelly. Kelly. Of course. Immediately. Did, so wait, did they find his phone? Did he not have his phone either? Or do you guys, I don't, maybe they got records. You know, I'll be real. Like, and to that's think. what I'm assuming because it, it took, took a long. couple yeah. of days. Because if you they know? had his, I mean, they would have known that shit right away. Well, right. And if, family might have And if David looked. had his okay. own phone plan, it's not like his parents could so be who like, knows? sign over. Yeah. Uh -huh. Who knows so, where his phone, okay. That wasn't something I th even thought to ask Debbie, so. No, no, it's fine. It's just, you but, know, um, if they would have found that, they probably would have known more anyways. So he did, they, anyways, yeah. Um, so they confronted Kelly and Francis about knowing that they were texting and that in those texts, they were set to go over to David's house to see him. Um, this is where in the interview, Kelly and Francis, they admitted that they took David out to the Arizona strip, but the last time that they saw him, he was alive. So they said they went over there, had a conversation with him. Yes. Well, okay. So, and this was on the 27th, the day that he went missing. Apparently they were also set to go over on the 26th, mm -hmm. but they didn't believe that David was home alone that night. And when they showed up, David's dad was there. So they didn't, they just left. They yeah, didn't so go they talk to him. They already pre this. They were trying to do this before. And it had so failed. the night he oh, went, absolutely. Well, the I mean, night he went missing, yeah. it was actually the second attempt, the mm -hmm. second night. So they probably pulled up and saw Dad's truck or something the night before. Well, in the text messages, Kelly was Crazy. like, "You know, we don't believe that you're home alone." And David was like, "I am." You know, oh. he was trying oh. to be cordial. He yeah. was trying to be, you know, like, and I get that. I, you know, trying to be co-parent decently. I mm -hmm. mean, you have a history. You share a child, too. exactly. Um, okay. I need to stop. But the last, questions. they're saying they, the last time they saw him, he was alive, but they don't know anything more than that. Um, this they is, were just out talking on this. Yes. They, the they were going to go out to the Arizona strip <laughs> and, and for perspective, the Arizona strip is a dirt road that is like the back dirt road that can get you to the Grand Canyon via mm -hmm. Mount Trumbull. Mm -hmm. It's hardly asphalted after the end of one of our major roads here in town. Um, you get to the very far end of river road. 
and it just turns to rock and dirt and gravel. Well, we have all kinds of stuff like that too. The yeah, back, the back way to Mesquite. I mean, that is just a yeah. single well, that's road. Paved. Where there is, that's paved. Well, though. It's paved. well, I just mean there's nothing out there too. Like you, you could break right. down. But we're gonna get to that anyway, road. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So, on this day though, that they formally interview Kelly and all that, this is also the, the day that they found David's car mm. abandoned. Which is odd because they Did had they he had bought it from like a dealership. Like it, yeah. he hadn't had it very long. And usually when you buy a car, like the buy here, pay here type situations, they put the tracker they in your GPS, car. They have GPS, yeah, through However, the computer. However, because um, it was like so far out or something like that, they couldn't get the GPS mm-hmm. signal mm-hmm. and it had stopped mm-hmm. working. Yep, that would, uh, okay. And it, so, obviously we're talking, this is the 5th of July, so it was a holiday weekend. Yep. So this, and oh, that's crazy and, that it happened and, all on the same day that they decide to talk to him anyways because they know well, about the text and they find the car. Well, and let's, wow. let's also discuss that Beaver Dam... Arizona, because we're in southern Utah, to get to Nevada, you have to drive through a small chunk of Arizona. Beaver Dam's Arizona. Which doesn't take long. No, either. you like you can blink and you drive through Arizona. And you do that through the gorge too, right? Because uh-huh. you both go through Littlefield. Yeah. That's right. That's the little strip of Arizona. And if you go the back road, like I'm well, Beaver about, Dam, that takes you even more into Arizona a little bit. Beaver so. Dam is, no, yes. Beaver, Beaver. Or that is Beaver. It's Arizona. Yeah. But. Like, it's such a small town. The population in 2010 was like 1,900 people. It is yeah. a creepy little town, I in love my it. opinion. It's where we go I buy d- our lotto tickets. I do love it, but every time I go there, I'm like, this has some stories. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I get that feels. Um, <laughs> Anywho, okay. So this is where they find Dave- David's car abandoned in Beaver Dam, Arizona, mm-hmm. with a bullet casing inside the car Ooh. and some drops of blood on the outside of the car. Yeah. On July 6th, the next day, officers from the Santa Clara Police Department with Francis drove out to the Arizona Strip where Francis says they went. Mm -hmm. And they found nothing. The next day, officers drove back out and they drove out about 50 miles. They went further. They went further than they had gone the day before. But here's the thing, though. He had already been detained. He was detained. into Purgatory Correctional Facility, along with Kelly and along with Tammy, who was also the other suspect. they're trying to strike deals or something in there, probably, right? uh, Yeah, They're trying to work something, but he takes them out there. They don't find anything, because people will do that all the fucking time. Like, oh, this is where we went. Look, he's not here. There's no stuff here. Nothing happened. Yeah, so so they were arrested. They admitted they took, they went out to the Arizona Strip, but he was like, um, so what it was is Francis said that he took David out to the Arizona Strip and tied him to a tree. So officers go out the next day without him and they find the tree that Francis describes. And nearby the tree are rope, zip ties, and the pillowcase that they had had placed over David's head. Yeah. So, but they, yeah, so they find all that. They had also found hair on the tree. Yeah. They don't find it. That belonged to David, Uh which was really odd because David didn't have a lot of hair. No. He had a bone disease too. Yes, he did have a, and that's what helped speed up the identification on it, on his body, because, so he had like, because they'll find that. He was younger, (laughs) but his bones were like of the 70 year old man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But David was nowhere near. To be found. Yeah, they didn't find anything else. And we're talking, this is, he went missing the 26th, 27th. Of June. We're into July. So we're talking yeah. two weeks of extreme mm. heat. Um, 
So they knew that's the day they were arrested. Yeah, that's yeah. the day they were arrested on July 7th when they found that Stuff. the zip ties. The zip ties were later matched to. Okay, so we'll get there. Hold on. I'm trying and getting ahead of myself. <laughs> okay, so on July 9th, officers go and speak with Tammy. Tammy is a woman that Kelly and Francis lived with. Mm-hmm. Um, the trifecta of fucked up retards. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Sorry, I shouldn't use that word. I'll just say fucktard creatures because they don't deserve <laughs> to be humans. Okay. And this is at, they, and they interview at her home. And this is where she confirms that she did take Kelly and Francis to David's home, about a block from his house. She's the driver. On the 26th she and the, the 27th. Um, but she claims she has no idea. Yeah. She, so she She just claims, says, I dropped them off. No, yes, here's the that's thing. what she did. She claimed that she just dropped them off. Gave them a ride here's there. Here's the thing, though. She had been prescribed Percocets or like painkillers or whatever. And the whole time during the whole interview process, she's claiming that she doesn't really recall because she was on her pain meds and she just doesn't know. And well, I'm she sure didn't they were all fucked up, right? Well, they were she's all probably a, high. Well, no. Well, see, here's the thing. Kelly Don't is about our shit. age. Mm-hmm. Francis is in his 40s. Yeah, he's older. Tammy's in her like 60s. 60, yeah, she's way yeah. older. So she's way older. So they're older. getting their pills from her is I'm what's sure. happening. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Pretty much. They're all just doing their thing together. Like I said, trifecta. Ugh. So when Kelly and Francis were arrested on the 7th, um, they were charged with aggravated kidnapping, theft, and burglary. Tammy was then interviewed and arrested on the 9th, and she was arrested for the same three charges. Armed kidnapping, theft, and burglary. And then this bitch went, wait, hold up. Here's the thing. So she was interviewed the 9th and charged and arrested two days later Mm -hmm. on the 11th. Okay, so we're on the 11th. Here's the thing, though. If guys keep in mind, there's Arizona, Nevada, Because you have this car in Arizona. He's from here. You've got all those states involved now. Oh, of course. Yeah, so we're not talking. When they found out that they took him out to the Arizona Strip, the FBI was brought in. Well, of course. No, because you can't have local. We now have armed felony kidnapping Mm -hmm. over state lines. Yeah. So. Wait. uh, Oh. Oh, yeah. Because the bullet case. case, Sorry. uh I was like, wait. Gun. They say they took him to Arizona Strip. Okay. So we'll get there. Um. So at this point, David is still missing. We have three people in jail for kidnapping, theft, and burglary. Um, they claim they have no idea where he's at, but we know that he's hurt. And Francis has said, I left him here to a tree. So uh-huh. somebody is claiming that they saw him alive out here on the strip. We have, well, or where they, they left him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so they, they know that they're putting themselves, I'm saying that they're putting themselves at each one of these spots, at least one of them, like yeah. in the car. And then he was, Francis was like, I was with him on this property, you know, with this tree. Well, so well it's, like, it's like there. this. We've got Tammy who claimed she had no idea what was going on. She just gave that's them true. a ride. She had no clue they were going to harm David. She couldn't remember. We have Kelling saying she's got no clue what happened. Francis was only supposed to scare David into giving custody back to but Kelly. Francis has admitted but a lot something so far. went wrong. Mm-hmm. Something went wrong. Um, so wait, hold on. So what Debbie told me was the fact that what was originally said is that Kelly and uh, Tammy were in Mesquite, and they had. Oh, so we're, getting, we're, well. getting, oh, we're, we're getting. We're getting there. there. Okay. okay. Good. No, 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 no. We're getting there. Let me keep going then. So Kelly is saying that David uh, Francis was only supposed to scare mm-hmm. David into giving custody mm-hmm. back. Okay. But Kelly is also saying because we've got Tammy claiming she's got no idea. Besides, Kelly laughing. is confirming Tammy did know something was going to happen, and she knew the plan for David. Um, 
And then we have Francis, who admitting to leaving David on the Arizona Strip yeah. after forcing him out of his own home in the backseat of his own car, tied up. To but tree, he but was alive, alive yeah. the last time he Again, saw him. Like I said, they're putting themselves. Which, and you, <laughs> you've got to kind of somewhat believe they found the tree with the hair on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They yeah. found the rope oh, that he was clearly he's tied just up. Trying to make okay. it home. Which is very possible if I got kidnapped and tied up and left at a tree in the middle of the desert and I was able well, to get myself free. And they said yeah. they drove about 50 miles out so yes. he could get lost and be wandering to the city. Exactly. exactly. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, um, until you find something else, you can't. So, you have to just go with the facts. So. But with all this, the I bullet mean, casing in her car, yeah. it found in the car, was later matched to a gun that was found in Kelly's bedroom. Okay. And then bl- you're probably going to get to that. Um. So now we've got in the interviews since the arrest, we learn that they have admitted to kidnapping him, tying up, stealing yeah. an iPad, yeah. stealing jewelry, stealing money. From the house. I can also tell you that there was a knife that went missing from Debbie's kitchen that has yet to this day to be found. Mm-hmm. Well, um, that piece of information was not released to the public. Mm. So we've got... Tammy dropping off David and Kelly to go to David's house. Tammy then went to McDonald's to wait. At like mm-hmm. 2 or 3 in the morning, too. 3.30 in the morning. She said she was hungry. So she went to I'm McDonald's. I'm sure that bitch had yeah. the fucking munchies from her pills and she can't remember <laughs> that she just fucking did. They matched the zip ties to zip ties found she's in Tammy's to, house. She's also trying to give herself a, mo- or a place where she was at. Like, listen, I was at McDonald's when all this shit was going down. Yeah. Sorry. Anyways. So, um... They matched the zip ties to zip ties found at, mm-hmm. at Tammy's house. Um, they then put David oh, Tam- at, at Tammy's house. Oh, at Tammy's where, house. Okay. Uh, where I was they live. At David's house. Where they live. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so they brought those. So they put David in his car. Kelly sat in the back seat. Francis for- drove. They called Tammy and said, Meet us here at exit two off of I 15, where she picked up Kelly. Francis then left with David. Gotcha. Towards so that's the Arizona how this separation uh-huh. really did happen, technically. Tammy and Kelly then drove to Mesquite mm-hmm. to gamble. Okay. Probably um, gambled with the David's money. So exit two. So anyways, you're probably going to get so back to where they all were. So they pick up, Tammy picks up Kelly off the I-15. They go to Mesquite. Um, and Francis has to mount Trumbull, which is which, about 30 miles north of the Grand Canyon. Did he go into the little city then? Did he go into He jumped on the back? Southern Parkway. Okay. And then got off on the river road exit and went right onto the Arizona Strip. That's true. That's that way. I keep Um, thinking this back road still. Sorry. This is where Francis is supposedly left David. Gotcha. Um, He then heads back to Utah. And law enforcement was able to confirm this with GPS pings near just near the border at 742 and 7.55 a.m. So we're talking... Three, four hours, which is enough time to get clear the freaking hell out, out there. there. And then yeah. drive back in. Okay. Francis then calls Tammy and tells him to come pick him up in Beaver Dam. Mm. We're talking, that's like an 80 mile backtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was in David's car. In David's yeah, car. And, no, uh-huh. so, and they're, yeah. so they're down there doing whatever in Tammy's car. Uh-huh. So Tammy yep. meets him in Beaver Dam, picks him up, and they go back to Mesquite. They are then seen, um, Tammy and Kelly are then seen on security footage from the Smith's grocery store at 8 a.m. Um, Mesquite time, so 9 a.m. our mm-hmm. time, 
with a third unknown identified person. And I'm telling you, I fell into the black hole. I read every article. I cannot find anywhere where that third person is named, but it is well, named. Well, they might have met somebody in Mesquite, like somebody they know down there, right? Down there, but shit. it wasn't like, Francis. It was yeah, never what, mentioned, though, oh, that they had met up I'm with I'm just him. saying, they could have. Yeah, they could have just have a buddy, too. It was just this one article that says Not they were they with a third person. Yeah, right. yeah. Seen, him, seen at Smith's. Well, because that, that timeline doesn't work out for Francis to be a picked up yet, right? If it was 7 a.m. when he was 80 miles if away. He, no, if his, if he went into Arizona on the Arizona Strip to Mount Trumbull yeah. and then came back and he pinged back. Yeah. At, you were just saying when he called to be picked up or met, they were 80 miles from him, right? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I, don't, I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I, it was very hard to tell that. The timeline. Like I didn't know right if the ladies were able sticky. to go hurry and pick him up, and that he would be able to be at Smith's at that time. Is in what Beaver I'm Dam, at. yeah, it's totally possible. Okay, okay, so the, okay, mm-hmm. okay. So they're seen on security footage in Smith's, gotcha. purchasing drinks and hair clippers. Yep. A little bit later, Tammy, Kelly, and Francis are seen walking into the Virgin River Mesquite Casino in Mesquite, Nevada. Mm-hmm. All into the men's bathroom. So all it probably three, was him. All, it probably was him. They just all, didn't have a clear all picture. All three walked into the bathroom, mm-hmm. the men's room, and seven minutes later walked out and Francis was shaved. Yeah, there's no way he, he didn't go, no ladies. Hair, yeah. We're going to go to Smith's. We're going to go pick this up. We've got to change my identity because I was last with him. I've already told. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. Yeah. So basically, we know all this. We know that they've done some shady shit. Mm-hmm. And David is still missing. Mm-hmm. They performed so many searches. Oh, I'm sure. It's many, many it's searches. De- it's so many desert, searches. Man. And so you got many like forest desert in some areas. Yeah. Like for real. It, you can hide a lot of bodies. So and don't, then. But don't do it, please. Days, days turn into weeks and weeks are just turning into more weeks and more weeks. Mm-hmm. And then on August 18th. And they're all in jail. Yes, they're, they're being held in jail. They're, they're being held in jail on else. kidnapping and... Yeah, all the ones they can do now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then on August 18th, an Arizona Bureau of Land Management geologist was out doing his job. Surveying the land, wasn't he? Surveying the yeah. land and found a decomposing corpse off the side of what you would describe as like a four-wheeler trail. It wasn't mm. like a big road, but yeah. it was like two little tracks. So, um, And it was David. 4.1 miles from where they from where the from where the other was. stuff from where they said they left which him. is interesting enough because still to this day we don't know if he was actually left at that tree alive or dead alive no. or dead oh well and, i guess we don't know or if he like, was killed at that tree david did uh, took off or francis took off all the shit and went and threw his body off to the side but well, why would you thing, go though. four miles down a road because he wanted to hide the body how long did it take him to find the body but a if you were hiding time, right? a body he wanted that body to be gone for a long okay. time but he didn't think yes. too much about anything else or, but if you were hiding that. that tree, Sorry, that tree that, that he says he well, left yeah. him at. Yeah. That tree that they say he says he left was not off the main road. It was kind of in the yeah. desert. Mm-hmm. Why would you leave a body right off a road? It's very plausible that but if David. It's nighttime, maybe he can't see. Well, see, that's the thing is, is it's very plausible that if David that's happening was at three o'clock alive, in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. Yes, but if David was alive, but injured. Yeah, and he started wandering. His sheer will to just get out of there and, and survive. Did they ever say anything about the knots or anything? If if he was capable of getting out the of rope, that time, the rope was found on I know, the ground. But did somebody but, undo it. Well, his That's body I mean. wasn't found 
decomposed. No, I know. That's why, that's why I mean, Francis could still His have killed him and binding, untied him. It? But I don't know. No, the rope and the zip ties and all that were, were found by the tree. tree. And yep. he was found 4.1 miles off of a four-wheeler yeah. And you won't know because you don't know how tight those zip ties were. Like, would he be mm-hmm. capable of doing it? But it's, it? Very, it's right. very easy to... S- to see I mean, where he you could, could have been left alive if he was left alive but injured he kept starting to walk and, then and he found a four-wheeler road that's the road i'd stick to if i was lost and you find a road you stay on the road it's going to yeah. eventually lead it's you still four somewhere in the morning well and do we know the extent of his injuries Sorry, I don't no, know. No, because get by to the there. time they found his body, it was so decomposed. They so, weren't able to tell if he had a gunshot wound to the gut. Oh yeah, it was bad. They weren't able to tell if he had been stabbed because there had been no. But there's yeah, because there's no markings on. I mean, you would be able to tell if there was markings on bones and shit, but you exactly. can't tell right. on decomposed but the bullet, the, flesh. There was a bullet, like a casing, casing. as a gun was shot. Mm-hmm. Like there's droplets mm-hmm. of blood, which you don't. You can be shot and only have a couple droplets of blood. Right. Um, and then you're not going to know if he beat the shit out of him. Like maybe he was shot, not dead yet. And then Francis just took him to the tree and beat the fuck out of him because he was angry. That was his whole point. His whole point was to torture him and make him feel and take out all of his rage. And then, yeah, you're right. Maybe then he left him and then he was Mm -hmm. trying to escape. Or maybe Francis was like, oh, fuck, I can't have his body just laying here where I don't know. I mean, he probably didn't think that far. So to or, be able to move the body would have been to taking thoughts and like, they didn't remove the bullet casing, the blood, like they did so much like the, the stupid criminals do. Right. So he probably didn't think that far ahead. Maybe or to take a thing, body. Maybe somewhere he else. did beat the crap out of him. And he was like, well, I, that's I what I leave take him it. here. That's what I take it as happened is he beat the fucking shit out of him and killed him that way. Yeah. Maybe he died from a bullet wound later on, but I think there was a whole comma of fucking, okay. if you don't even know if he was stabbed, like you said, there's no, there's a knife missing. But they determined yeah. his cause of death to be oh. on June 30th, which is three days after mm-hmm. he had been kidnapped. Mm. And they're claiming that all in one night they drove out there, tied him to a tree and left him. But we don't know. Maybe they had held him. Maybe they held him for a couple days. But maybe not. You're right. Maybe no, they left they him tied they to the tree have. three days. And they then couldn't he have held him a couple of days because oh. they were seen on video footage right. that very morning. morning. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. You're right. You're that right. very morning, you know. So he died that night. He Or no, they're saying he died three days later. Sorry. Yeah. They're saying they died three days later from that night of where so they found So he was yeah. out footage. in the middle of nowhere tied to a tree. Okay. Finally got loose. Started walking, found a four-wheeler road, and succumbed to his injury. I didn't realize. I thought they said, you know, I didn't, yeah, I wasn't thinking about, I should have asked, when was the time of death? Because that, right. that's a, then that's a huge indicator that he probably did leave him there and he was able to get free somehow or get out. I mean, you don't know. I don't know if they said broken, like maybe he broke his own wrist to get out of zip tie. Like you Who don't knows? know what fucking people do to get out of that because you right. don't know how tight those were anyways. Um, and I mean, the pillowcase, that could have been removed prior when he was doing some shit to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shit, he could have un- even untied him and he knew that he was in- incapacitated and untied him and just beat the fuck out of him too. You know what I mean? And already had him untied sitting there by the tree. We'll never know. Yeah. We'll never know. <sighs> I think ultimately... He died If over he there. was shot, he would have bled out. Depending I, on I where like he to was think, shot. I like where. to think that he got himself free. I, I like and to think that as well. And tried and to get home to get I, I agree to with his that daughter. Because yes. again, Francis isn't that smart. He probably wouldn't have untied him to have any risk of not being able to 
Like, because when I say that, oh, maybe you untied him and beat the shit out of him. No, he probably was like, I'm going to keep him tied up. I'm going to keep him like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And maybe not. You maybe know? he didn't and touch him. Well, maybe he shot him and left him there. Well, and let's be real. Even so. if he didn't beat him up and David was tied to a tree. That's what I mean. With, yeah. Or he, maybe he, he was, just beat him up and he wasn't necessarily Maybe they used super, a gun for intimidation. Well, there was not a lot of blood inside the car. Yeah. Yeah. So he had to have been shot outside the car. And nobody, has they ever, are you going to get to, did anybody ever, nobody's ever told the story. Nobody's ever admitted to, they just say they went in and got him, but they don't admit to anything after or detail wise. I mean, they took plea deals. So the, so like in the house, the blood was probably from him being punched to be able to be taken into the car or something like, so that was probably like you said, from a bloody nose or his lip or something. Well, and the story is that Kelly knocked on the door, David answer and Francis pushed past him and assaulted David. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the bl- yeah. I mean and the how ho- the scene at the house was not enough yeah. to warrant mm-hmm. an immediate something's wrong here. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I like to think that he was left out there and he was out there for a couple of days cuz again, he went missing the morning of the 27th. Yeah. They're listing cause of death as the 30th. He was trying to make it somewhere. If you were out in the desert mm-hmm. with no shoes, no water in the heat of the summer it we had triple digit days like mm-hmm. it was 110 degrees on two of those days like yeah it would be very easy to become disorientated oh, to all become of all of that but if you found a road yeah that's true. to have enough smarts to just Day, I mean, that's what you, I mean, that's rule number and one. And then he's just off the side right. of it because he literally just died. I mean, he just yeah. dies off to the side. You that know, makes like, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and at that point, you know, being in the vicinity right there next to the road, that's where he died. It was either on the road, way, but critters maybe got to him or. Either way, what he went through and fucking suffered because it's apparent. You were left here and three days later, and we know that those people were no longer with you. So oh, for yeah. three days something you were yep. struggling to survive on no matter what your injuries were obviously they weren't enough to take his life right then and there he could have been shot and you still survived we never that, know and it doesn't go too far in you know it's just in his fat of his stomach and he bled and, out the same day and, yeah. and the only thing would be yeah the only thing would be is that there wasn't any blood around the tree and stuff so that's where the gunshot wound is harder for me because a bloody nose or something would eventually maybe even the blood in the car was still from that Do you know and what maybe stops. they shot him somewhere else but why would it be We're in the talking, car? Because it would launch it in no, the car. No, I'm not, I'm not oh. thinking it was in the car. No, the bullet I, it was might in the have car. been by the, the car. And it just and flew into where the window or something. Flew yeah. into the car. Absolutely. And there was blood outside the car. There was droplets of blood outside the car, right? On the exterior So of they the could car. have shot right there. The bullet goes exactly. in and then a little bit of spatter. Like uh-huh. a little bit of from... Either... From wherever. It no matter been, what. No matter what. We now have three people in jail. And there's always been a knife missing, but again, we'll never know if he was stabbed or not because you can't tell that those things. That was never and the released never to the found. public. This How is the you, first oh, time from... that we're letting the public know. Oh. Yeah. There was a knife missing from the Heisler house, and it has never been found. Which, I mean, if they were able to do that and then his body here, like, you can just we're toss talking it out the fucking window randomly. But, like, here's the but thing, that's though. that's crazy. Here's the thing. You're going to fucking, you're going to shoot this man. You're going to stab this man. You're yeah. going to gag and bind him. You're going to put a pillowcase over his fucking head. You're going to kidnap him. Yeah. You had like, the intent what? of hurting him. You, exactly. you weren't just you scaring him to get back you know custody. Why? And this is, I was just going to say, you guys, so they took deals because they are not ever going to tell the real story because... What happens is the death penalty would have been on the table. It's premeditated. The death penalty was on the table. No, I know, but because they never admitted to shooting him and how he died in this, uh-huh. it and was they removed never will, for the police. 
because they knew that they would get the death penalty. They would get it at that time. And so that's why they took deals and they did this and this so they could avoid the death penalty. And they're never going to give us details because it'll never happen. Well, it's like this. Kelly has always taken the stance that she doesn't know what happened to David out on the Mm -hmm. Arizona Strip. Um, and maybe, Francis, they, maybe they weren't there. Maybe Francis, Francis has always taken the like, stance that Kelly doesn't know but it, what happened. It's like you're in a felony, in, in, in a, what is it called? You're part of it. When, when a yeah. felony is committed and a murder, a felony murder. So, guilty by but let's listen to these, listen to these, the sentences. So Francis ended up being sentenced to, in the state of Utah, he got um, 46 years, 25 years, and 21 years for the burglary and aggravated kidnapping aggravated kidnapping and the robbery but he did get um he ends up he's getting three different sentences they have to run consecutively mm-hmm. he will serve 75 years he will never see the light of day um a tammy as he shouldn't and that's in federal prison. Here's the kicker, though. Tammy is what pisses me the fuck, fuck off. It is. This well, they're is, never going to be able to and this is, No, this is the most disturbing this part. This is where the justice system oh, fails. Okay. So she was given one to 15 years um, in Utah State Prison. So she is in Draper. Her daughter So she'll be there jail. for three months, get out on a five-year parole. She's been um, in jail since. Oh. oh, okay. So she's been and there longer she will than I would be, expect. She will be released next July. That's way longer than I would expect that they would, because they're not like that. Like on that, I'm surprised she hasn't been out for the past couple years, because they don't. They but here's just the thing, drop though. The it's like Debbie. Ball. Debbie has to live with this fear of like, is she going to try and finish the job? Like she's going to kind of retaliation yeah. is going to be released so back you, into our so community. So you guys think that she? Because I take it as she was part. She lives with them. She she knows what's been going on, but she's never been solely involved, right? Because they do their drugs, they they sell their pills, they all party together, and then there's this custody battle going on, and it's just a roommate that probably knows a little bit. And then one night they're like, "Listen, we're going to go rough him up because fuck this shit, I'm fucking over it." And she's like, "Cool, I'll give you guys a fucking ride." So she knows a little bit, but I I no. just think and then but she's Tammy. dead. Debbie, Debbie really believes that Tammy knew all of it and was no, in the beginning. No, no, not just oh. that, but Tammy was the one who really pushed it to happen. Oh, mm-hmm. so that's what I'm saying. And I don't know, because to me, it just sounds like she's just yeah. been around it. No. And then one night she's like, well, fuck yeah, I'm going to go over there. And then I'm going to go to McDonald's so that I have a alibi of that's where I was at was McDonald's and mm-hmm. nobody and then I'll be like I wasn't with them at all I was at fucking McDonald's eating food but of course for, you know everybody else dropped the right. ball by telling so um, they believe okay so Debbie believes that, that she's yeah she's yes. into it she's deep in it Kelly was sentenced she took a plea deal and she was sentenced up to 35 years in prison federal prison um, she did request from the courts to have her be placed close to her family in Wyoming <laughs> they stuck her so they put her in, in Alabama. No, no, first they put her in Oklahoma, <laughs> and then they transferred her to Alabama. Apparently, right, nah, federal all women federal prisons are not a hard, easy thing to come by in this United States of no, America. But here's the other fuck. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad they're in prison forever. I wish um, they would have got not federal, because to be honest, they actually get it pretty easy in fucking federal prison. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad they're locked up forever. So there, those two, there. This whole case, like there are. Um, Debbie went out um, 
Debbie and her husband were able to adopt Mariah. Oh, okay, good. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually had, this is a, and I found, she told us, and I've got it written down because I wanted to remember to give them a good, Utah homicide survivors actually helped them go through the paperwork for the adoption process. Oh, they also cool. helped Debbie file a um, $1.5 million lawsuit, lawsuit against all three defendants mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that if they ever try and sell their story, which is very much possible, like even Oxygen has reached out to Debbie mm-hmm. about doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, $1.5 million of any money they make will go to Mariah yep. um, to support her, her in her life. But there are a couple of things that like to me like that happened – that make me wonder why it even took so long to have them arrested, why they weren't suspected mm-hmm. before four. Um, so David goes missing on the 27th. Debbie and Mariah were in New York. Kelly's normal visitation days were on Monday, but because they were traveling, David had made an arrangement with her that her pickup, her visitation day that day would be on Thursday. No, Wednesday. No, that was her normal days. Wednesday was the court-ordered day. And David had switched Kelly Wednesday for Thursday so that David and Mariah could come back. Mm -hmm. And there was a letter that he apparently wrote that saying that he could have her on Thursdays. So David's missing. Um, Mariah was off somewhere else because the cops were at the house, going through the house. Debbie didn't want Mariah around for that. And it's the 30th, Thursday the 30th. And guess who shows up to pick up to see Mariah? For visitation. For visitation. Mm Mm-hmm. Kelly does. Covering their shit. Covering, trying to cover, even though you... The cops are at Debbie's house. Like, how much shit did you leave at the scene that you took him from? And Debbie's Debbie's house is infested with police officers and people in the community that are her friends that are supporting her. So, um, she's like, but it's my day. And the cops are like, well, we can't make you, but you really should do this. Like, you should do this. And And Debbie's like, that's a hard no. She's like, you're high as a fucking kite. Like, think I'm going to let her see her foot. You know what I mean? And Kelly is overheard yelling on the, they ask, they ask, she's like, but I've got this letter that says I can have Thursday and David signed it. And so the police officers ask Debbie if this is David's signature on the letter. And she goes, I don't know. Why don't you find him so you can ask him? Good. And Kelly is overheard on the porch yelling, David is nowhere to be found. I want custody of my daughter right now. Yeah. Like, Bitch, you need to wait a few weeks before you try and pretend like you're just going to get your kid back after yeah. a dad's missing. So this missing, is her like, idea this whole time. She's wanted him dead for a long time. She finally Oh, no, you don't even know. Better. This gets right. better. Oh, Lindsay's, okay. Lindsay's got a doozy for you. The <laughs> okay. Debbie learned after everything started playing out. Debbie's learning things. I mean, like. Because she's been smart all along. She has never said one thing about being anywhere, about being involved. You know, she doesn't put herself there. Like, she's had this thought. Of well, and here, and let me tell time. you this. This was history. This okay. was the number one question I wanted to ask Debbie. Because, I mean, this is about domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And my question was, had Kelly ever been violent towards David before? I'm sure they- Physical or otherwise? Okay. No. I'm not reported. No. Never once had Kelly ever laid hands on David. Now, she was a psychotic person. Fucking like, extremely psychotic. The two did, she years- did she child abuse? The daughter? She was a lot of, she liked to call CPS and complain a lot that David was abusing Mariah. Mm-hmm. And she would try and coach Mariah to say things like this. And then she would try and, and record it on video. Uh-huh. But she never, 
actually was physically violent with David. Women aren't like that. If they're if they want to get at that person or whatever, it's the mental. It's the putting your kids against them. And then when that doesn't work, and she still didn't get her fucking way, then she she goes to a plan where she's gonna have somebody else fucking take them off this planet. Guess who dealt with her toxicity the last two years? It wasn't David, really. No, it's his parents. It was his mom because she was the supervisor for the visit. She was the go between. If something happened, and he lived with them, right? He lived with his parents. That's where he lived that whole time. So and, and anyways, and Debbie, Debbie dealt with so many things. Like there was a visit one time. I Kelly, mean, the straw that broke the camel's back was the was the him getting custody, and then she went, "It's on. He's fucking dead now." Yeah, but this is so, like, but she's been thinking about it. Oh, and yeah. If but this Debbie, ever happened, I would like, fucking do this. Or if this ever happened, I'm gonna fucking do this. Okay, you know, well, she's like, been planning it. The reason they fought so hard for Mariah is like, okay, it's like this. Debbie was the supervised supervisor for the supervised visits for over two years. A lot of the times, those visits were done in public areas. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. They usually have like an hour or, 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 or at Debbie's house. Yeah. But Debbie kind of got sick of bringing Kelly into her house. Shit oh, was going missing. Shit. And you don't trust that. That bitch like, comes over to your house and then she tries to claim some shit's going on. Like, you need to be out with people. So, um, Kelly insisted and insisted and insisted and insisted that she get a visit at her house one mm-hmm. time. And Debbie was always like, no, 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 no. One time she finally cave. We'll go hang out for two hours. I would to go at see what the house. fuck she's living in. That's what I'd be doing. Tammy had this cat that liked to take baths. So Kelly and Mariah are giving this cat a bath, and Debbie's just kind of you know, like hanging out in the living room, whatever. And there's a knock on the door, and it's a parole officer looking for somebody. And Kelly's like, well, they're not here. Like, I saw them yesterday, but they're not here. Da, 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 da. So, yeah, parolees over at your house all the time. So During a visitation. During a supervised visitation. <laughs> and Kelly's just like, oh, no, my drug dealer is not here today. This, <laughs> and this yesterday. supervisor looks at Jesus Debbie Christ. and knows Debbie from when oh. Kelly lived with Debbie and David when Mariah was a baby. And she was this on probation. small town, by the and way. And Debbie was like, <laughs> I'm just doing a supervised visit. That's all I'm doing. That's all I'm here for. I have no idea Didn't what the hell. Didn't they have, like, guns drawn in everything okay. so the pro probation officer leaves and kelly's phone rings and calls the call no she is straight up talking to the dude that they're looking for who is in the back bedroom, bedroom. of course he is tammy's daughter giselle was trying to sneak him out of a window and the neighbors sold it and called in a burglary next thing you know the entire house has <laughs> armed Officers and at Debbie's every like point of the never house. again will we do a supervised visit. So fucking like, insane. why did that there, have to go down there are during parolees, felons showing up at a house where a six-year-old child fucking lives or mm-hmm. younger than that? Like again, I can't even get started in all that bullshit because that's never like they don't. That's never yeah. It's ass backwards too in that department, but mind blow. That is so they've always fuck. known Kelly was unfit. Of course. Um, Lindsay's but you have g- to be able to prove it in order for them to anything to change. Okay. That's what's so fucked up this about it. This is where... It's so fucked okay. up. Okay, well, then Lindsay's got a doozy for you, okay, though. This is the story <laughs> that says Kelly never should have been able to have kids. Like, I'm thankful she had Mariah because Mariah is a beautiful soul. She's a gorgeous little girl who's going to go places in life. But Kelly should have never been allowed to procreate 
after she had her first daughter. No. Can't she be. No, no, never no, been no. able to She before. should have had her uterus fucking I mean, ripped out. Exactly. And there's there's so and many. And this is why. So many. Lindsay will tell you the story of why Kelly never should have been able to have kids. So, and I got full permission to tell this story by these actual people, these individuals. Oh, I'm sure you're not going to just Well, no, tell. I'm just I'm just yeah. letting that be known. Like I we're like small town, permission. they live five houses down from Well, yes. I just said that earlier when everybody's probably thinking like how would that probation officer know? This is a very St. George, oh, yeah. Santa Clara, Ivans, all these cities you hear were were by like him and said earlier one of them we're separated by a rock half the time so we're literally all the same city right so, so and this, it's small so this is just to like preface like how psychotic and evil this fucking woman is kelly is not she it's you sick. can see it, it over is yeah fucking you can read sick. it so um i i was super young when this happened but anyways she was uh dating this guy named jerry okay and they were together for a while whatever she ended up getting pregnant with their kid. Her mm. name is Candy, and she is a beautiful fucking individual. I absolutely love Candy to death. I actually had the pleasure of, you know, getting to know her and living with her and all that. So, anyways, um, so flash forward two years of Candy's life. Kelly is high as a fucking kite on Xanax. Mm-hmm. She takes a razor blade and she slits Candy from her ankle to her knee. I mean, fucking fillets her. Mm. All the way, I think it's just a little bit up past I her knee. They went at up to two, her belly. Oh, up to her belly. Yes, that's actually correct. Up to her belly at two years old with a fucking razor blade. Because instantly, I'm candy, not saying anything because it's like it fucking happens so much. It's fucking disgusting. Yep. And it's fucking thank disgusting. God Candy survived that. But uh, Jerry was automatically awarded custody. They went through their custody battle, whatever. But it's not like they were going to give Candy back to her fucking mom. No. So then Jerry has it. And then then everybody kind of moves. And on. they Kelly even, had to fight. Kelly was fighting for visits. Right. Before I even knew any of this, though, when I had first met Kelly, I was about... 14, 15, she was dating this guy that I worked with. Who? Uh, Tony. I think I remember that. Um, but they live right off of Valley View. Kelly did, yes. yes. See, Kelly's dad and my mom were bar friends. So Kelly mm-hmm. was, and so she was just, well, other. she, Kelly was just a couple years older than me. So there were a couple of times where my mom was like, you and Kelly can hang out because mm-hmm. me and so, mm-hmm. you know, so like I was actually, I've hung out with Kelly. She wasn't exactly my cup of tea. Because you could tell right off the bat that she's right. a fucking horrible she was just, individual. Just the type of lifestyle that she liked to live, even at such a young age, was just not my I mean, thing. Yeah, she's just, but, she's the epitome of cunt in oh, the dictionary. Dude, yeah. so. so when I went over there, it was like right after work, I was waiting for him to give me a ride home. He's like, I just got to stop at my house real quick, blah, blah, blah. Do you mind? I was like, yeah sure whatever I gotta use the restroom anyways so that's when I actually meet Kelly for the very first time and she kept talking about her daughter this her daughter that and this was after the fact had happened yeah and she was like yeah I just got done decorating her room blah 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 blah. she's like I'm gonna be getting her back soon she's like do you want to see her room I was like yeah sure whatever I'm waiting on Tony anyway you know whatever yeah so I I go upstairs and I see the room and she's got like all this shit for her daughter and fucking Tony and I get in the car and I go, you know, what was that all about? He goes, she's never getting that fucking kid back. He's like, and he's dating her. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But I think this was before he knew the extent of how 
psychotic she was. Was he, she? Was everybody? Was she into? I mean, has this been a whole thing about? Well, yeah, pills. Well, she was a Xanax, duh, with yeah. the little girl. So I'm sure She's that's all involved. She's always had substance mm-hmm. abuse from as, as far and as I know. And then you her. meet that yeah, crowd right, of people. Right. Yeah. Criminal history yeah. is a mile long. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, just all yeah. like minor, stupid. Anyways, so, but it was like I never I yeah. never put two and two together. And then like years later, I ended up meeting her daughter and then finding out that that's who she was talking about. And that's the room that I saw. And oh I'm just God. like, holy wow. fuck. Mind like blown. my mind was blown. And I was like oh my God, like this is crazy. Like this fucking lady. So did she have a record of child abuse then on her record when she had another baby, when she had Mariah? It was Hence against supervised her. visits. Yes. Hence supervised visits. But because she hadn't done anything to this child yet, they're exactly. not, they're not. Exactly. Right. And that's exactly. exactly like my friend. My friend, he would show up and come to her door and knock on her door. And like his baby would be young. He never had anything to do with his son as soon as he was born. And then he left her. He would show up with his pants down and she would have, she had a six year old daughter that would answer the door and he would do sexual things. He'd climb up her balcony and try to break in. She still had to meet him twice a fucking week with her son so he could see him. This stuff would happen over and over. She had a restraining order on him, but because he still had not done anything to the children or been accused or like found guilty of anything, he still had visitations and it took him. He had to not see his son for eight months before she was able to go in and have them do no more, no more, wow. that he was done with supervised. She had to have him miss that many appointments until they were like, all right, he's, he, doesn't, he doesn't have any supervised visitation. He has nothing to do with the kid. You have full custody now. It was insane, the shit she had to go through, and he still got to see his child. Oh, God. It, mm. And it's he's bad. never done time. Wow. He just He lives in northern Utah. Wow. I saw him like 10 years later at a softball game, at a co-ed softball game. <sighs> And all I wanted to do was just beat his fucking face in with a bat. And, of course, I couldn't do that. It is crazy. Well, so, sorry. you know, Anyways, it's insane. just her yeah. behavior altogether. Just, just like, the timeline of her in itself. Tell, tell us about the birthday party. Okay, so what Debbie had told me was um, Tammy's daughter, Giselle, had lost her children to I I don't remember exactly what it was I think it might have been like drugs whatever mm-hmm. so but they were in the care of DCFS but they were in the care of DCFS or yes they were in the care of DCFS anyways they were having a birthday party for Giselle's children Giselle and had invited Kelly and Francis mm-hmm. to this party mind you the caseworker is there supervising everything making sure everything's good whatever whatever because it's just a supervised visit but right. a birthday party is going right, down right. Um, and I think she said it was like at Fiesta Fun and Fiesta Fun's like a big arcade here in St. George. But anyways, um, Debbie had said that the caseworker was so disturbed by this. And I, it honestly, it ticks me off that it wasn't mentioned until after the fact that David was no longer here Mm -hmm. for this to finally come out and reach the surface. But apparently, mind you, this was a year before any of this had happened. They were still going through their custody, whatever, whatever. So Kelly and Francis pull aside this caseworker and say, how do we make David disappear? They ask the DCFS caseworker, how do we make David disappear? Mm -hmm. How does that not shake you From her life so she can get her child back. Because that DCF worker goes, if I say a fucking word, I lose my job, and now I no longer have a job and can't support my family anymore. 
And that's why it's so fucked up because that is how that system is. Like that's how oh, it yeah. is. And that is why DCFS, those workers do so much, but they are in a spot where there is nothing like, I don't know. I've just heard so many stories where you think, why, how could that be? And it's like, if you look at the system and you look at the judicial mm-hmm. system and how the it, way works, it works, they right. are just trying to take care of their own family and their own fucking bills and paying uh-huh. their own bills. And they, and it is, it's awful. And, but they're the only ones that can also save and help these people and again, it's like people, you've got to start, you've got to start stepping up. Like anyways, yeah, we're good. So that makes sense. I mean, I mean, that it's is just, awful. It, it's horrible. Again, again, she should have said, Hey, supervisor, these fucking creepos were at this thing when I was she there. She should have let that be yeah, known to like, the court. They're asking to the anything to do with it. Yeah. They're asking to the weird, police. weird yes. questions. Okay, but I want to talk for Anyways, a second. But shoulda, coulda, woulda. A lot of them would have. Like right. the probation oh, officer yeah. that overheard him in the court. Again, they will probably now never do that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, it's just, it just one. You know, so Debbie also mentioned something about you know a uh, a person who wants to be continually in control always keeps the ball in the air. It's constant to keep you not, not focused. Yeah. To keep you going here, Off there, balance. there. That is psychotic. Yeah. No, that is psychosis. That is straight oh, up, yeah. straight up. And in even, yeah, just all of it. And and they were dumb. I mean, you're leaving all these clues behind. It just goes to show that there, there's nothing there. You know, like they she, don't give a shit about human beings and they want what they want and they're going to fucking get it. Mm-hmm. However they fucking can. And everybody will suffer until they do. And she's like, you know, I should have seen this i should have seen this coming i should have so seen that hard. oh that I breaks my heart because it's but like, she was like because of everything that was going on at the time she's like she i to be focused. didn't see it yeah no no you, you are know? blindsided you're trying to focus on this little girl and her life plus i'm sure debbie you know is it it's her stepson but it, it's her son so she's mm-hmm. taking trying to t- focus on just that alone and getting this awful fucked up human being out of their lives right. and then you're not going to pay attention to anything else going on or even who tam or even who uh whatever her name is the mom who, even who she's bringing into her life and who she's dating like right that wasn't even something that's going to come up mm-hmm. and be red flags because you're just so focused on her stepson the son and the mom's relationship and making you know getting the custody battle taken care of just real quick i just wanted to add sorry man i know you got other stuff to say but as as me and amanda are sitting there talking to debbie about this story like i'm still kind of getting choked up about it like you can feel the pain pain in her you can see the pain in her eyes you can feel the pain in the moment as a mother, I could not imagine. I could oh, not no. even. And you're fathom. watching your granddaughter go through life without a fucking dad. And you know, she's sitting there saying, and he or was mom, so but nobody excited. cares about her. David had all these plans for yeah. him and Mariah to start this new life together, to do this. He was like, I'm just, I'm so excited. I'm so Can you imagine a six year old asking for like the past years? Like, I mean, it takes a while probably before she realized, but oh, even no, dealing with a child who's having to go through this grieving will put she the toll and, on you for the yes. rest of your fucking life. Yes. And then she that is said your son. one time, Mariah what? said in time, one time in court, my mommy killed my daddy. Oh, cause I'm sure she yeah. has overheard and see things and just, mm-hmm. I can't imagine the chaos. I can't imagine the chaos of that. Little and kids life. are making fun of her, mind you at school of course because of this She's whole been situation. bullied. Cause she doesn't have a dad. Uh, the just whole situation, her mom killed her dad. Like, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine the things kids are coming up. I mean, I probably can, That's but so I probably fucked. can't. But I do want to talk about the fact that Debbie and Mariah went through this horrific situation. That should tear you down for the rest of your life and break you. 
And they did something so beautiful. Amazing. With everything that they went through and everything that they learned, they actually helped start, and this is what gets me, they actually helped start the Blue Butterfly House Mm -hmm. here in St. George. Which is a supervised visit. It's a facility. It's got different rooms. They've got toys, video games, puzzles, like you name it, they've got it. But it is a full functioning facility. Where it's fucking genius, parents, and it irritates me that we parents, don't have one in every fucking city. Parents who are in this situation <laughs> so awful. have a place to go for supervised visits so where they don't have to be, like, yeah. so that Debbie didn't have to. I My, mean, yeah. Debbie was subject to so much toxicity from Kelly by text message, by this, for some of the most dumbest, minute things sometimes. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, like... Um, they're going through all this. They have this entire situation. And then Debbie shows up at Mariah's school one day for a class party and finds out Kelly's been being the room mom all year long. She is a psychopath. Not knowing. Psychotic. Like, and Debbie's friends with the principal and calls her up and is like, hey, uh, WTF is going on here. Like, why is Mariah's mom in this classroom? She's only supposed to have two supervised visits a week. And she's been in the classroom volunteering every single day. And nobody ever realized. But they knew there was some supervised thing going. Maybe maybe not. I mean, some schools might not know that. Mm -hmm. Unless you went in specifically and said, this person is not allowed to be around this child. I mean, like when... Like, I had to... Why would they think about going into her school and saying, hey, by the way, if this person comes in and tries to, like... Be classroom mom. Like, like, as far as the teacher is concerned, yeah. that's her, that's that yeah, student's mother. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, but I'm the blue, the blah, 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 the blue butterfly house. I, I truly feel like that's an amazing, it's a nonprofit program. They do all the supervising for situations so that if there's like, Issues between parents. There's witnesses. One too. parent I mean, can Jesus. drop off the child yeah. and leave, knowing that the child is it's then safe. cared for yeah. while the other parent can my show up. My friend was up. like, yes. I don't give a fuck if a police officer's there. And my friend had to put in some major fucking paperwork to get that police officer to come meet. But the whole two hours, she would just be going insane in her brain that this her baby, her Are baby they packing boy, up to leave town or was in the in the in the you know of this guy who is a psycho and I mean she had been abused she'd been mentally and emotionally abused this whole time so she never oh it, it breaks my heart like I think about I mean they're way older now it's been many 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 years but the things she had to go through and and just those anyways that house sounds fucking amazing and it we is. need them so everywhere I I wanted so. to say this though but I do you remember when we're sitting there with Debbie and she's telling us how she found this place I think that was the most beautiful thing I had ever heard to come out of this situation. Not only the house, but how it was stumbled upon. So, yeah. Because David is up there saying, hey. No, this this is is best. You're going to have to help me with this. So they've decided they're going to start this place. But they need to find a location. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They need to find a location that has the space that they need because they need different multiple rooms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have an idea. They need different setups. But they are also a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. So they are working on a very, very limited budget. Oh, yeah. And there was her realtor friend called her up and was like, hey, I've got this place. I'll meet you over there. And as soon as... 
so sorry. I didn't mean to no, cut you No, you're go. Because so, this one was, a, I was, that whole meeting was such a it was mind warp. Yeah. Yes. Um, but anyways, her and David had had this song that when it came on, like that was her and David's song, mm-hmm. Debbie and David's song. Mm-hmm. Um, and she pulls up in front of this place and the song starts playing on the radio. And she's just like, oh, my God. Oh, I just can't do this right now. Blah, blah, blah. Then she sees that this place is for lease. Oh. This building is mm-hmm. for lease. And so she's like, ding, ding, ding. Let me call my Tell realtor you. friend. Let me call these people. And Because it was a little, little out of budget. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Sure. It's like a, yeah. But um, she's like, and that's when she called her realtor friend, right? And was like, hey, listen, I found the perfect place. Mm-hmm. We need to see if the owners like, are willing up? to go on mm-hmm. the rent. Mm-hmm. And like, so the realtor called the pay- company and they're like, hey, listen, we've got this lady who wants your space. Da 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 this, da 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 that. Are you, can we do it? Yeah. And they said yes. But what was it about this? This is. So the, the thing about this building, and I think when they went up to, when they had met with the realtor to actually go and like walk like, this look building, through it. Yeah. that song had come on again. Okay. So. Keep in mind, the whole time, this building was the building that facilitated David's custody case. Yes. Holy shit. So it had no longer been... No, we got the new courthouse. Oh, because it used to be the court. Yep. So this was the place that he had done his custody evaluation or something to do with his custody. Yes, that's where his custody custody evaluation evaluation was done. This was the building. Okay, so no, the state of Utah, do you know what a custody evaluation is? I mean, I okay, have, so I've been on a couple, but like I've, I said, my friend did it at the courthouse. Always, no, 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 so. no, no. The, a cust- in the state of Utah, custody evaluations are a multiple step process. They meet with, so you have a party with a custody evaluation. Mm-hmm. They meet with the mother. Mm-hmm. They meet with the father. Okay. They yeah. meet with the kids when the mother brings them. Mm-hmm. They meet with the kids when the father brings them. Yeah. And then they also do in-home visits at both homes. Okay. Um, during the home visits, they check everything. everything. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. It's it's a process. It takes hours. We're right. talking like we are. these aren't 30-minute meetings. These are hour-and-a-half-long meetings. These yeah. are 45-minute, hour-long home visits. This is a multiple process. So, mm-hmm. like, there's visits to offices. There's visits to you. There's visits to school. Mm-hmm. It's a process. It takes weeks, mm-hmm. months. Months oh, yeah. is a more accurate oh, I statement. Imagine. I can't imagine. <laughs> Just it's depends lengthy. on the parties and right. who's involved. And, but they're lengthy. So that's the building where David did his custody evaluation. Did. It was and like a sign. What, and from what Debbie what said, it was said. the actual suite as Yes, well. the same the suite. The actual suite. Because there's multiple businesses in this building. So, I mean, the blue... That's a program that needs to be everywhere. I feel like blue it would help a house, lot of situations. You know, just, I mean... Just having a facility where a supervised visit can be done safely mm-hmm. and monitored oh, and regulated. There's an awful story right now on St. George Mom Group. I don't know if you guys have seen it, where the grandmother is the custody of the little girl and the mom has visits there, but the grandma and the mom are like besties. And there's this people trying to get it out there that this little girl is still being... The mother has abuse charges, like filed and has been found guilty and she's getting her supervised visits back but it's still at the grandma's house that allowed everything to fucking happen anyway sorry but again we don't a lot of places don't have resources like people show me this article that you're talking about oh i will 
I'll, I'll show you. It was, it was a friend posting, like, we've got to try to help this little girl. Like, this is awful. Anyways, but yeah, it, it, I don't know if that even exists anywhere. Like, that's the first time I have heard of, like, something like that. Usually mm-hmm. you just go through a courthouse and you design, you designate, well, my mom or this person's house or like my friend she didn't have anywhere she felt comfortable like she didn't want him to go to his mom's house and she wasn't gonna allow him at anybody of her family's so they just had the police officer meet at like the park or whatever it was type of deal and stuff like that but um but to get that even was insane 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 for her to be able to get that and not just have him take him to his mom's house and do whatever he wanted for the two hours and not have it really be you know supervised Mm -hmm. it was insane no Anyways, that's beautiful. That is all beautiful. Right. And Isn't like that I said, such a beautiful outcome. It's one of those things like death is fucking awful and it's tragic. And the, the people that are left afterwards is like the worst of it. The worst of it. I mean, what the person went through when they died was, you know, but it's just hurts my soul. Well, and but it'll then never you stop. Have, but then you have this. Yeah. You have the other side of it where that's what, and that's what I believe in. I mean, David's no longer with him, but he's just not physically on this earth. But oh, he's no. still there. He's, he's there. With and he made he's with he him. made all of that fucking happen. Because yeah. the, universe, yeah. Yeah. the universe has his back. I always loved that when they did the grand opening of the Boo Butterfly House, they did this like big celebration thing. Beautiful. And Mariah actually did a dance dressed mm-hmm. as a blue butterfly. That's and so I bawled yeah. my yeah. eyes out. But at least she's with beautiful people to raise her now. And she's going to live a beautiful, beautiful life. Because unfortunately, even if that didn't have happened, how many years do you think? Well, I mean, I know he got full custody, but that doesn't mean that they would have ever have stopped. Like they would have harassed him. And her life battling that with her crazy mom still being around and stuff. Uh Like I can't imagine what the next years. And I fucking hate the fact that he died because of all of it. But the upside of all that is that she will lead a very beautiful life around not toxic people and she will learn and she will use what she's gone through to better the world and that bitch is gonna get fucking out but don't worry i think everybody's gonna be prepared and i mean it debbie should be you know obviously it's gonna be scary but hopefully she gets corona before july 2021 (laughs) i'm sorry i just just feel like i'm just saying there are some people who need to get the rona and Tammy Freeman is one well, of them. But the and is not. Kelly Perry is one the of them. The is not killing people. They need to get fucking. She's, well, she's in the age bracket of the people who are dying. She needs to get AIDS and die a slow, <laughs> painful pneumonia death. No, let's just let her have the she Rona. She needs to have like a prison cafeteria fight where some shit pops She gets septic. Or Somebody she needs stab to shank with, like, her. A dirty, nasty, infected knife. Oh, and then she listen, some weird. septic. Listen, we don't promote the no. assault and murder of other people. Absolutely we just not. firmly believe there are some people people on this earth we believe in who need to trip on a shank and brewing it up so we go we go to the karma gods and go hey this person needs some fucking karma and then you know (laughs) just know that such if kelly ever gets up for parole i think i will personally attend that parole hearing (laughs) i think to make a statement i think i think i will go with debbie as a show of force like you know everybody well i can't believe that tammy's being released like one to 15 one to 15 and by the time july 2021 rolls around that's five years five years of a 15 year sentence the sad thing is is it comes down to evidence what can that prosecutor what can those people prove up against tammy and unfortunately because she's at mcdonald's and then she's just at a Smith's and at a gamble, like they're unfortunately they, she had to be the lowest one that they went after. They were trying to get the two main people for as much as they fucking could. And then I'm that was pretty all. Sure. So it, it's fucked up. It's fucked I up. I feel like, like even, she was the first to plead out. 
And that I think I think was. when they came to her and said, and guess what? You're Francis. being charged with this and this because she tried to claim, oh, I was at McDonald's. I don't know what the fuck happened. And then they came to her and said, you are getting aggravated kidnapping this. She went, uh, fuck you. And I guarantee you, she talked a little mm-hmm. bit more, but not enough again. To, nobody ever incriminated. Like, did Francis or what's her Kelly even say too much about that girl? No, because everybody was trying to save their own ass and not say too much. And then that way they just they don't have anything to get on her. So and that, that's what sucks. It sucks that there is all these things, but it has to pass that fucking law and be approved by a judge for it to actually be something. It's really right. sad and fucked up. Do you have any so, closing thoughts? Anyways, sorry, any... guys. This is a longer episode, you guys, but thank I, you for sticking with us. And I, this, yeah, is a be- this is a story that had to be fucking told. Oh, yeah. And, and there's definitely more to the story that we obviously just, it would take forever. Yeah. It would take forever to just tell this entire story from the but very it's, beginning. It's, it's but one of those that's sad. It's warning signs. It's a lot of things that happened that then mm-hmm. should have stopped things. And then it never would have ever even came. But who yeah. knows? Who We don't know. We don't know if, if he would have gotten custody when she was one years old, that like I said, that it wouldn't just still have just gone on for the rest yeah. of their lives until she was 18. And then still having a mom harassing her in her adult year. I don't know all of it. It's a very it's unfortunate. Right. So long as she's locked up. I do I do want to end that if you are in a situation where you need help, there is help out there. There are resources. There are resources local to you. There are national resources. I did find out that the domestic violence hotline is an acronym for something. Okay. Their they phone number their phone number is one eight hundred seven nine nine SAFE. So one eight hundred seven nine nine seven two three three. They will help find the resources close to your area if you are in need and speak out I know it's hard and I know you'll have to hear it a million times before you finally ask but there is help out there there are people who will and can and want to help you out of situations whether you are male or female yeah and and you you've got to be there kind of too like I mean it's hard it's hard to get to that point where you're like fuck I'm in this situation. How did this happen? You know, a lot of guilt, a lot but of stuff. But it's okay to need help. Yeah. But as soon as you, as soon as you need that help, you do it. You reach out and you will get it. And oh, um, you fight, you fucking Don't fight, hesitate. you fucking fight for your life and for what you, what you deserve and the life you deserve. And, and even in this terms, you fucking fight till the very fucking end until you are safe and until your family's safe until you're living the life that you and want not to. only that too is so. like if you've got children involved like you've got to get out like if it's a yeah. toxic situation don't let yeah. your kids see no, that no absolutely not they don't deserve like fuck this shit we're grown-ass adults mm-hmm. that need to handle our shit and it's unfortunate it gets that far but yeah it, once once you have that and no that is that is no <laughs> it's 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 so fucked up that we will allow that to be in their lives and then they grow up with that and have to deal with that too yeah so Anyways, all right, right, girls, heavy. I'm going out in nature today. That's for (laughs) fucking sure. Right? All right, guys. (laughs) As always, you can find us on any social media on Tales of Hot Mess Moms. Yes. I am. You can also find me at Hot Mess underscore mom 518 on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all of it. I'm there. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Lindsay. Or Lindsay, duh. You guys know it's me. Duh. Anyways. (laughs) I'm Lindsay Snyder on Facebook and on Snapchat. I'm Lindsay.Snyder. And April Perkins Facebook and True Love Perk on Instagram over here. And always keep it real because it's already messy.